Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. I like birds because I'm a swan, mm. mm-hmm. but I hate some birds right now. Dude, let me tell you about the bird I can't stand right now. We have this bird that flies into our bedroom window and it pecks. And it's every morning, it's like between 749 and 758 that that bird is there every fucking day. Like, pick, 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 pick. And you know who greets it every day with a very raspy, I know. Zen mascot herself. <laughs> well, I just had well, this Ms. thought. Georgie. Maybe it's not an angry bark. Is it a hello bark? Have you seen? We've yeah. all seen that <laughs> TikTok. You're like, hey, you. What's your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. Fuck, Fuck you, Ezekiel. <laughs> I, I won't have to post that. Yeah. It, if you guys have not seen that, it's like two barking dogs, and they're like, what dogs really say to each other? Oh, it's, it's like, great. hey, yeah. what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah. it is true. Like maybe that she's saying, Hey, what's your name, bird? And he's like pecking it back and it's it like could be. I mean you, fuck you we're Glenda. Definitely the ones that have created the narrative of like what this conversation and relationship is between dog and bird. I just have a feeling that Georgie's not trying to make friends <laughs> with this bird. <laughs> but this I mean, this bird has been around since the summer. It, it came during quarantine. It's our quarantine bird. We were kind of we weren't really sure what happened to the bird because there was like a good two months where the bird just didn't come at all. And we're like, oh, I mean, I'm not sad because I don't like being waking up if I don't have to be. But we were like, oh, we haven't seen the bird in a while. I hope the bird's okay. Um, but the bird came back and the bird and Georgie, like, and it's not just in the morning. It will come back multiple times throughout oh, the day. It does. It does. And it, I think it's trying she hears it. to build a nest because it'll come back with like some like things in its mouth. But we can't figure out where the bird because there's not like a flat ledge outside of our window. So I'm like, where is this bird building? There's a nest right above in our hearth room. Mm-hmm. It's um, if you're looking at the TV, you know, those two like mm-hmm. arch windows. Yeah. The one on the right. If you're looking at the TV, there's a there's a nest right above it. Hmm. So do you I think that if bird, like my bird is at your house building a nest, <laughs> which would just be so apropos. I <laughs> know. <laughs> on brand for the two of us. They I'm like, fucking bird. well, the only thing is because it does fly back and forth because it does come to my house mm-hmm. and it sits on my van. If my van's parked outside, it'll sit on my van. Yeah. I've seen it's it. It's really that. weird. It weird. Um, and it'll sometimes peck at the other windows, but I have, I don't know if it's the same bird. Yeah. I'm sorry. We if you're still wait. here, folks, we really appreciate it. I know we do this, this every time. <laughs> We're always like, sorry, sorry. But do you have like a weird animal at your house, friends? Like you know, any critters that just, you're like. It should have gone south. It should, right. Like, it what? should have gone south. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Uh, you know what? I hope doesn't <laughs> go south. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Too late. But speaking of the South, I do want to. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out we're seeing all of our love to Texas. I uh, I knew yes. it was in dire straits down there, but let's all of our Texas friends. We're thinking of you. We're hope that you're safe yeah. and warm and um, and fed. And also, there's been a lot of relief packages coming out, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially through the Red Cross. So yeah, I know. Just kind of take your thingy out and put it back in again. Um, it's crazy because it like every county in Texas is under a winter weather advisory or warning. Right. Like that's I've never seen that happen before. 
judging by what NPR said this morning, it's never happened in like two generations. Oh, wow. So I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah. And, and Texas is not equipped for snow. No. And they're like, why weren't they fr- prepared? I'm like, why it's would Texas, they be prepared? Right? Like, if <laughs> They got to prepare for hurricanes and like. Texas, they don't do snow. I know. Like, well, too, like they had to prepare for other things. Like it's not like on right. the radar. I, we wouldn't, pre- if we got an earthquake, we wouldn't be like, why weren't you prepared? Like, well, we're in Kentucky. Right. Or a hurricane. Yeah. Like it just, it's just, that's just not in our wheelhouse. So yeah. Uh, sitting on all the love. We know that there are a lot of things going on down there. So. Yeah, we hope you're safe. You hope you're warm. Love and you, friends. I can't. I can't believe that. But I know. That's crazy. We have a lot on the docket today. We do. We're doing a another edition of Social Catch Up today. So excited. We love these uh, these little pop ins. I do. And we're going to be tackling a couple things today. First, we're going to be tackling the all the. I'm going to call it drama, but mm-hmm. it goes way more than that. Um, drama surrounding The Bachelor because there's quite a few things we're going to get to catch up on. And right. I'm Brittany. I know that you are just chomping at the bit with this this is you are so excited <laughs> i can't believe that i'm going to be talking about the bachelor as much well, as i'm about yeah. to talk about it because that's not in my wheelhouse but i'm no. like okay it's like me talking about american idol i'm like i don't really care yeah. <laughs> or the mass singer i'm like i really don't care um, but when something ma- massive culturally happens yeah we, you know you need to discuss it because it affects it's, it's a broad re- reach and range Yes. And this show is a very, very broad reach. Yeah. And that's why I was like, we have to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Because um, it goes, it's much deeper than the show. Yes. It, it's going to be peeling back a lot of layers about society in general, but like, wow. And that's why we like to do the social catch-ups because it is kind of a look into what's going on in society. Yeah. You know, I call it the time, cap- right. the time capsule, but it is definitely that. And I'm, I'm just so... I saw it unraveling a little bit like over the mm-hmm. summer, but then it just, it, it, you know, it's been a shit, shit show. So you want to take you through the timeline? Yeah. Why don't you take us to the timeline? Okay. So um, this season, mm-hmm. so there's going to be two Rachels. I want to point that out. Okay. So that's very important. I will say Rachel Lindsay and I'll say Rachel K. There's a two different. So that's and, little, and what's Rachel K's last so name? So Kirkconnell, but I don't want to try to. I'll, that's fine. Yeah. So just I'll just so say Rachel for context, K. context. Yeah. That, um, so this season, this is the 25th bachelor season, bachelor, not bachelorette. There's been zero black men represented on the bachelor until this year as the bachelor, as the bachelor. Been black men on the show, but they have not on the bachelorette been the bachelor. Okay. Yes. So Got it. this is the first black bachelor 25th year, 25 seasons in the franchise, in the franchise. Okay. Okay. So Matt James is the, is the current lead. And, and tell us a little bit about Matt James. What's he do? You know, I don't know. I can a, tell you if you don't know. <laughs> I don't know a whole. I mean, he's a he's like an entrepreneur kind of guy. He's but a real estate broker out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He yeah, went to Wake Forest University. I think oh, he's okay. 20, 28? 28. 28. He's 28. Okay. So. Well, he's never been on the show before. So okay. this was a poignant thing. He, he's never been a contestant. So that's usually how they cultivate f- uh, future leads. They usually come in from... Their pool They're on pool. the bachelor, yeah, and yeah. then they so, become the bachelor. And he has not. He's just he was a friend of a former lead, who is very big in Bachelor Nation, and this is Tyler Cameron. I could butcher his name. Is his name's Tyler? Um, so they're like besties. They live together. They're roommates. He got put up to be the bachelor. He's very attractive. He's but he, I don't know. I guess he kind of fit the profile and. He got shipped up. Okay. Got called to duty. We're going to come back to that profile in a minute, but go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. So um, now we're about 
uh, we're on week six. Right. But two weeks before the show's first release, a lot started coming out about one of the uh, one of the contestants. Okay. And it's Rachel Kirkconnell and Rachel Kay. And so she has, there were some allegations of racial behavior and racial, racial insensitivity and all that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of things came to light through the podcast I listened to. Did I, did I look deeper what's into it? The, what's the podcast you listen to? Oh my God, there's so many. Well, the I one to, specifically that you're talking about. Um, I listened to a lot. So they all kind of, they okay. all kind of touched on it. I listened to Nick Vial's podcast. He does a bachelor breakdown. I listened to chicks in the office. I listened to the bachelor. I listened to, um, the bachelor happy hour. <laughs> I listened to them all. So, and I get like a, and it's a good take because they're all different ranges of whether, Oh, and uh, chatty broads and they've all been either former leads or former contestants. Okay. So those are all, that's, that's, I think that's a good take. And they've been male and in their male and female. Okay. Um, hosts. So this all started coming out through bachelor nation about, uh, the racial behavior that she's had, whether taking pictures in front of Confederate flags. Okay, I was going to say, we need to talk about what those racial, I'm not, I don't want to call them, because they are very racial. I mean, they were very racist. Very racist. Um, very racist pictures that she's posted, and in the context in which she posted them needs to also be highlighted in the so, story so people have a, an understanding first, of what they are. Yeah, so the first story that came, that came out was a, a viral TikTok one of her former classmates came out and said she is highly racist because she bullied me for dating um, black men throughout high school and I think into college. Okay. And I guess there was some kind of um, group like she do your thing again. Sorry. Sorry. But we're we're going to be fixing this microphone issue. I don't know why. <laughs> Just, okay. There you go. So there were um, there was a group of women or ladies in this high school that targeted people who dated black men and bullied them and there was like a text stream and there were you know and whether you can believe receipts or not you know I she brought receipts to the table right and so it was a dry it was never but this was eight weeks ago this came out and it was never addressed okay so then the flood started coming out like who her family supported and you know that I'm not going to get into like politics about that because this is not a politics issue liberal or right. conservative this is a Everyone needs to be concerned about it in my right. mind. So then the picture started coming out with her posing in front of a Confederate flag and um, dressing up as a Native American. And she's, oh, and she's white, by the way. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, that should be said, but well, obviously the lens that we're painting it. We given the <laughs> bachelor history, unless we specify it's a black woman, they've all been white. For the most part. This season is a little bit different. The percentages are a little bit more equal, but this is the, in my time that I've watched it, it is, this is the most diverse I've ever seen mm -hmm. the cast. Okay. Great. Great. But okay, we'll get to that. So now what has come about. Can you push pause? No, I can't. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't edit it when it goes this way. Oh, you can't. Okay. No. Um, so now what has happened is that. Um, Here. Oh, okay. When Rachel has failed to say anything. Now, whether they they had her wait, the, you're, muted or there's not. An, they're missing a key component of like the picture that's of her on the plantation. I was going to get to that. Okay. So nothing came. And so there was a call for her to say something beforehand. Okay. Before the, the current, most current pictures came out. They were like, why haven't you said anything? Why haven't you said anything? And there are some people that say that she's under contract 
there there has no contract currently that keeps you from saying anything on your social media. You so have the contract. What does the contract state? The contract states that you cannot give any information about the end of the show, your role in the show, or you cannot have a private exclusive appearance on a podcast of uh, or any kind of um, social media. You can't reveal anything. Right. But you can state your opinions on something. Or sure. So that is completely... Which there, we've seen other contestants in, in your, the past do, correct? Yes. Like this isn't a an isolated incident. This is... There have been other yes. figures in the franchise who have come out on their social media and explained or apologized or painted things in a picture yes okay and there and so while she may whether she was muted on some form or maybe they told her like you can't come out it does paint the picture that she does make it very far and because she's down to the final four okay the, the final four was decided on um monday night so now it is her and a, and a few other ladies i'm not gonna get into so now these pictures came out about an old South party, the plantation party, the antebellum party, which we did not. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't either. And I grew up in North Carolina. I went to Clemson. I mean, I'm as I'm pretty deep in the South as far as this goes. And I had I've never even heard of a plantation party. Right. Never heard of a lady antebellum party. N- no idea that this e- was even a thing. Well, it basically takes you back to like the Civil War times. The pr- like right. the you know this times where if. Okay, yeah, you're dressing up in all the garb, I guess. Like, you're on think a plantation about, like, in which Scarlett O'Hara times, right. but also what was what that represented, represented exactly. And, and so, if you you can't have one without the other, though, right. we have to <laughs> draw that connection because you can't say I'm going to dress up in this pretty dress and I'm going to imagine myself in these the Civil War time or this pre-Civil War time. What was supported back then? And that is the greater lens. Like, you have to see it for what it is. You can't say, I'm going to party like it is the old South and not understand see the the racism and right. the heavy, you know, actually deep history that is uh, that associated with that. Right. So, she never came out and said anything. And Chris Harrison, who is... I'll get into Chris Harrison in a minute, a little bit deeper, but you know, he's the, he's, he's the spokesperson. The face of the franchise. He yes. it really is. He has made it what it is. He came on Rachel Lindsay's. And what is he, what's his role in the show? I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking as if nobody oh, knows. Okay. Uh, he's if somebody like me doesn't <laughs> who follow The Bachelor. Well, you know, he is the guy who, he's like, the host, hands right? out the roses and okay. stuff like that, but he's also the guy that's that voice of reason. He's the guy that, you know, it's they call him Daddy Chris because like he he offers like a sensible take on things. He's the one that helps keep people grounded. He kind of <laughs> calms everybody down. It is right. it is seen as that. Like it it is the he's kind of seen as that guy that's gonna swoop in and and give you that rational response and stuff like that. Like, I mean, honestly, before this, I did take him as that. I thought okay. he was kind of like a neutral guy, right? So being a host and he has his hands and everything he went on rachel Lindsay's um extra like exclusive She's a show that she yeah. hosts on extra mm-hmm. and what this in particular purpose was was because he had a line of like spirits like a seltzer coming out okay i just want to note just for the timeline of this that was tuesday february 9th that he came on this on rachel Lindsay's show and did this it's a 14 minute long interview 
if you haven't seen this interview, it is worth taking oh, yeah. time out of your day to watch. And we're going to get into it here in a second on why. But if you haven't, maybe you want to pause now and go watch it and then come back. But you don't we'll want to say like, it, what's like, the big deal? It is a big it deal. It is a when very you, big deal. When you yes. watch the entire clip in its entirety. Actually, it's not a clip. It, it they the took entire. nothing out. Yeah. Okay. So he goes on to Rachel Lindsay's um, little YouTube e or extra exclusive to talk about his latest release of like his seltzer drink. And she takes the time to probe him on this latest accusation against Rachel K. It's like, why, why has it taken her so long? What's going on? Like this is yet we have another picture come out and this is, this seems very insensitive in so many words. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. And what happens after is a long, long, long stream of 13 minutes mm-hmm. of unconscious privilege talk. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you're feeling a little bit triggered, I just I do invite you to go watch it because not only and take the racism out of it, just I'm going to put it over here for a second. The fact that he is unwilling to even have a discussion and he talks over her, talks at her. Mm hmm. It's just that's what also we should take away. Like not yeah. even like take that out. <laughs> well, I mean, and then I want yeah. you to really hear how one person is really not listening. Oh, it is a it, it's it's uncomfortable to watch one because it is so steeped in racial bias on on his behalf. And it's also uncomfortable to watch as a a, a black woman who is sitting here having a conversation with a white man who is continually asking the question, like, is it wrong? Is who this are wrong? You? And, and who is, who's, who's out there to judge us and tell us this? And she just has to sit there and listen to the interview. And I, you can see it on her face. I mean, it is she's as poised as she can be, but you can just tell she is like wiggling in her seat, being like, I just want to come after this guy and let him, you know, give him a piece of my mind. But the amount of like mind Olympics that she had to go through to get mm-hmm. through that conversation, but she was smart because for 13 minutes, he showed his absolute true character and his true colors. And there was a couple things that he talked about in here. And, and this is the part that like, not just the part, but the part that I was like, when he goes back to listen to this, I hope he's like, damn, I'm a fucking dick. Like, that's really the conversation I hope that he is going to have with himself. But when he says, you know, Rachel did this in 2018. Rachel K. Yeah, Rachel Mm -hmm. K. Was it a bad look in 2018? Or is it just a bad look in 2021? And Rachel Lindsay, host of the show, is like, no, it's a bad look no matter when you do it. And he's like, but is it? Like, are we just so hypersensitive? Is, are we just looking at through it through a different lens? But is it? And she's like, it's bad. I mean, her, the look on her face is like, I can't believe you're fucking asking this question, you racist son of a bitch. That's the look. She doesn't say that. But that's the look that she's kind of like, oh, wow. Okay, so this is where we're going with this conversation. That's pretty early in the conversation. So Very early. That it gives you an idea. Like, it kind of sets the tone. Like, he's... He doesn't defend the actions of Hannah, or I'm sorry, um, of Rachel, but he does. He excuses it, which is just as offensive as not defending. Or like it's in my mind, it's like it's that same like if you're gonna excuse it, it's the same as defending it, right? And like if you're just gonna you know dismiss it as oh you know kids are gonna be kids. And he even said he's like 50 million people participated in parties like this. What? A that's a really high number. B oh, I would I mean if it is wow shit. Um, but it doesn't make it right. 
It doesn't make it right if one person did it or 50 million people did it. But the fact that you're like, it's the, what's the big deal? She was 18. She was at a college party. Why are people so up, up in arms about this? And he even, he was like, you know, were they not woke back then? And oh, I was like, the woke police. Yeah. The woke police. He comes back with woke police. Like, I wish I would have counted Way the interview, but it's, 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 it's a lie. I think I counted six. Or he, he said woke police three times. I think he said, is it too woke like six times? And yeah. I was like, oh my That's gosh, it's lot, not, yeah. if, if, <laughs> if not being aware and to what is going on around you is woke or is that, is right. woke should never be like a bad term. And I don't like the way that it has yeah. now been taken out of context. So, and for those listeners that don't really follow the bachelor rachel Lindsay was the first black bachelorette in 2017 mm-hmm. so she has been the face not only of basically taking in this new this franchise into a new direction but also she's been called upon her to really take on a lot of the blm and everything that came to light over the summer well in 2020. Last mm-hmm. May. Yeah. Okay. She went on air after the final rose. She's been on, she's on a very popular podcast. She's on two, but she's on a very popular podcast the, um, that is by contract under ABC. And that is under her, like her umbrella. Now, has she benefited from the Bachelor franchise? Yes. And she, but she is also a spokesperson outwardly calling for change mm-hmm. and no one has been listening. Right. And that that is the biggest takeaway. Like she is trying to make her mark and she's tired. Yeah. And she's very, very tired. So to go back to statistics too. So we're talking 25 bachelors have gone through the franchise. Okay. We're on 25. There's been 18 bachelorettes. Okay. There's only been two bachelorettes that are of color and one bachelor. Okay. Percentages are not good. Right. Right right there. In 25 seasons. 25 seasons of males and 18 seasons of um, females. So, and we just had Tasha the last season. She was the first biracial. Okay. So, um, yes, we do see steps. There are steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reach of this show is what I, that baffles me. Right. So there's also, not only is there Bachelorette and Bachelor, there's Bachelor in Paradise, there's Bachelor Games, mm-hmm. there's um, there's spinoffs, there's such a reach. Every week, this show reaches over 10 million people. Mm-hmm. 10 million. Right. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's just on one night. That's not even counting the people that stream it la- later or watch it on a different platform. Right. That's just through ABC. As it's aired. As it's aired. Okay. Also, it Chris Harrison's reach is so broad and that's where <laughs> this is my number one he yeah. has so much more influence than what we are really understanding right there's a, a part that made me chuckle in his interview he's like you know when people come for people like me like hollywood elite i lost it i was like who the fuck do you think you are that you are hollywood elite because that you are i'm not going to put you up there with like tom hanks and denzel washington i look at them as like hollywood elite chris harrison from the bachelor I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> well, maybe I, reality show elite. You can call yourself that, but yeah. like Hollywood elite. I think he's been, put, he definitely put himself on this platform. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're an executive producer of a very popular show that has shaped a, a basically a, a, the way we view certain reality shows, I think that that's where he has had probably illusions of grandeur. Sure. <laughs> For sure. But also being someone that listens to a lot of the podcasts and and the way that former contestants, former leads, people that have dealt with him talk about him, Mm -hmm. 
his fall from grace is big. Yeah. Like this is huge because, you know, so take all the contestants, their reach too. So they have millions of followers. Yes. When you say fall from grace, I think it's important that we mention that. Okay, the, the interview happened on Tuesday, February 9th. And on February 13th, he stepped down as the host of this is true. The Bachelor. Now, after this is at statement number two. Right, because yeah. he, initi- he initiated an apology after the interview. Um, and then on the 13th, and I, I think he might have initiated that on Friday. And then on Saturday the next day, he stepped down. It's not confirmed whether or not it was his decision or if the network was I like, mean, we're going to give you the uh, the opportunity I to say that you're so. stepping down. If that, I feel like if that's the choice you want to make, but you're not coming back right now and you won't be around for the final episode. I love that. I, I do too. I'm like, hold this motherfucker accountable. Well, as a person who really enjoys the show, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed like especially like last season with Tasha with um having an older bachelorette uh with Claire um having them talk about big issues not just like in mental illness and drug abuse and you know they they do tackle some things they talked about racism in the last season the season before that they are getting there I enjoy that like I'm like yes keep talking keep talking mm-hmm. I see small steps now can this franchise recover I don't know this has a yeah. big, big, big blunder because now not only has it always been kind of a racially insensitive show, I think, or just probably bias. Yeah. It's not like it's never been known as like the super inclusive community. No, it never has been. Um, and like the lack of diversity from the top down on this show, from the producers, from the writers, from the casting directors. They're predominantly white. And I found this article. um, It is. Jazzy Collins, who in 2017 was a casting director for The Bachelor, was, you know, she was like, I was one of very few. Like it was one of, I think, three to five, depending on the time frame of which you look at, like where she was then. And she's like, you know, she felt that the contestants black contestants and the black staff were all marginalized she's like we weren't given a voice we were hired to make the show to like check a box essentially it's like look look, we have some color we do have some people of color we do have some black people and it's like but you're not changing anything like the you know the producers are the ones who decide the final of like this is what's going to happen and the casting directors are the ones who are they they are looking for people who fit the 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 mold of white beauty so the black women that they would have on the show had weaves they had chemically straightened hair because Mm -hmm. it fits the mold of what white beauty is and which is the entire franchise of the bachelor so it's not like it's it's an ever been inclusive it's like this it's like it fits one type one type of person Mm -hmm. so for the 10 million people that tune in every you know monday you're telling me that there's only one type of beauty that you, but that's all you're ever selling to. Like mm-hmm. that's it. So there, there does need to be change, and there does need to be diversity. And it does need to come from the top down. Especially it, when it you needs have that to kind start of with black people being able to sit at the table in these readings and being like, no, this is not okay. We need mm-hmm. more representation on this show if you're going to keep this franchise alive and well in 2021 and beyond. There needs to be more represent- representation across the board. Mm-hmm. I did find a really, really interesting article on NPR. It was an opinion piece. I'm Oops. Let me switch mics for a second. <laughs> We're just passing mics around today. Passing mics. Um, 
It was written, let's see, it was an opinion piece in June of 2020. Um, it's called Dismantling the Bachelor's Racist and Sexist Elements Has Only Just Begun by Eric Diggins. And it, his criticism of the show is very much in line with why I've always had a hard time with the, the concept of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read that for just a second. Let's see. Um, oh, it's up here. And he's like, my longtime criticism of the Bachelor franchise speaks to the heart of the show's design. It's a princess fantasy built around the idea of a woman f- finding, finding fulfillment by landing the perfect man filtered through an upper middle class, predominantly white lens. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that's exactly what, like, I've, I have a hard time thinking that, like, you're, you're going to be put on a show and you know, you know it's a TV show. So like one, it's a TV show. So it's, there has to be elements of mm-hmm. entertainment because that's what brings in ratings. It's, it's a show. It's designed to do it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the pushiness of what they ask these women and these men to do, it's mm-hmm. like you can only get so far with this person if you're willing to put yourself out there. You, emotionally, you have to be able to you know take that and put yourself on display. Okay, that's fine. Um, and, but physically you're also like, you want to have those connective, interactive, physical moments with the person. And those are the characters that seem to be going on. I mean, the, I forget the girl, is it Ashley? That was, um, she was the virgin. that was like her whole, like, she was like, no, last last season with Peter. No, she was like the first one. Um, this was, she's been a while ago. She's engaged or going to be married. She's really in, in, I don't know, Ashley I. Oh, Ashley I. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she took a lot of flack for, again, we talked about this with the Britney thing of like, why does her sexuality even matter? Like, why are we even talking Mm -hmm. about that? You know, why does that even get brought up? But but it does. It becomes, you know, a part of a show. It's something else that they can sell. And he brings up a good point about racism and racist can't be used as a source of attention getting content. And like, that's what, like, happens with with what's happening right now of like even on Rachel Lindsay's season wasn't there like a a southern dude who was considered you know racist and um he was like I forget he they mentioned him in this um in this but it's like he's the country boy and he was cast despite the trail of racist twitter posts resulting in a headline generating confrontation over his racism during the season's mental all episode oh I don't know I that that would have to be I would like to know Rachel Lindsay's take on that because I don't I don't know I didn't watch that season I do know that she has outwardly spoken that she does think it's racially racially biased you know in the franchise that she's she does see there has to be some major change you know and and that just speaks to where you see you know where do we see it going I want to see a lot of change I think it's something you sign up for. It's like Survivor or whatever, you know. Now, they probably had them doing some crazy things and they had them dress in a way and, it, you know, was that yeah. seen as probably sexist? Probably, you know, there, yeah. there's a little bit of a microscope and we can find fault in a lot of things. And But you do sign up for it. You know what you're getting into. It is a fun thing to do, but we can't we can't negate the fact that it's now we there needs to be when racial come when race comes into it we need to have a lot of change i want to see it this season i have seen a lot we'll get to matt in a minute um i i i think he has good intentions i just don't love that he was the first (laughs) i mean i think that he's he's a great guy i'm sure i'm sure if i met him in person i'm sure i would think a 
a lot of great things about him. He's very endearing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but for the contestants, or for the women vying for his heart, I did see a lot more of a diversity. I did see, if I'm speaking to, like, the natural hair. Like, there were some very natural hair um black woman on there i love to see that they even spoke to it they even talked about it like this i wanted to make sure this was represented i, I wanted to <laughs> or something like that like not represented but she's uh, there was one girl who shaved her head um and had very and she's like but she talked about her hair being a struggle like her whole entire life and right. um and that became a big topic on further podcasting like i'm so glad that she brought this up because hair is huge like this yeah. is a big deal um, and it does bring to light some some issues like that. And that's great. That's why I'm like, I do want to see it progress in a way to bring knowledge that way. Like, I don't. And that brings up the, the topic of cancel culture. I sometimes I agree with it. I'm like, yes, burn their house down. And then some of it I'm like, right. mm, can we learn? And that's and that's right. where I'm at. And that I think that's a good point. Like. Is this the end of the franchise? I hope it's the end of the franchise as we know it. I hope that the overplayed white lens that this show is, I mean, because it is a completely whitewashed, you know, franchise. I hope that it does generate leads and generate uh, not just with, you know, the contestants, but with the producers, with the casting directors, like with everybody who, I mean, you have such a reach. I mean, and we'll get into reality TV here in a second, but when you have a responsibility, in my opinion, when you are reaching that many people yes. to, to take that on and be like, you know what? We fucked up. Like we haven't been giving an equal or a better representation of what's out there. We haven't been doing that. Is mm -hmm. it too little too late? I don't know. I think that's going to be up for the fans. I think that's, you know, that's mm -hmm. for the diehards of the show. I mean, I've, I've read, you know, on both sides where people are like, they're trying and it's like, no, I don't love, <laughs> I don't love that <laughs> mentality. And I hope that doesn't, that's not how I'm trying to come across at all. Like they're trying. I see things mm -hmm. I'm noticing because I'm a big fan of the show. Yeah. So I'm like, and I listen to it and um to a lot of the fans and all that stuff i see it i still call for more jam like it's still it's not where it needs to be at all yeah i just don't i in my opinion mm -hmm. i'm not trying to cancel chris harrison i don't again i don't know if i believe in canceling it. i just don't know if i want to see him back on the show yeah quite i mean he's going to be the executive producer he has his hand in every pot on the show i have a hard time thinking that that's going to be the end of him being the executive producer mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's hard to like yank somebody out of that role. Well, I'm curious if that, but like advertisers can, and that's where they get their money. Like if Maybe. people are like, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, if he's still part of this show, you're losing my, you know, $16 million that I, I advertise with you. Like I'm done. I mean, money will talk. So we'll, we'll find out what ABC wants to do with that. That's true. Um, but I think it would be interesting too with contestants. Like I don't want to be on a show where he's there. Like it, you, he needs a big right? apology tour, but he also needs to be sorry for what he said. And when after Rachel Lindsay's interview with him, she's like, he sent me a text and it was like, what a great thing that we can, you know, disagree and still get I'm going to get some flack it, right. for it. <laughs> right. And she's but I, like, but I, but I, I'm glad that we can have these open conversations. Yeah. And she was like, he didn't see anything wrong with what he said after he said it. And he I think agreed. That that's what she was pissed off. She was like, you don't think anything was wrong about this? Like none of this seemed off to you? Like, Fuck. Well, also, he agreed to release it in its entirety. He goes, mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to be chopped up. Mm -hmm. 
I know I'm going to catch some flack for it, but I think it's good that we can discuss these difficult conversations and still uh, come out friends or something like that. And Rachel's right. like, oh my gosh, you're it's, it's delusional. Right. Uh, but, and then the next day, she call he calls her before releasing a statement. Yeah. So which is right? I mean, so which one is it? <laughs> right. And now you can, someone can point out things to you in that 12 hour span. And, I, and I'm saying, sure. yes, that can happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that someone can't, like your girlfriend can't yank you aside because also <laughs> yeah. his girlfriend came out and said, I do not. Oh, she has a I statement to oh, oh yeah. Shit. Okay. I did not know that. Now she's, she's deep into the um, bachelor world too. She's like, she has her own podcast. Oh, okay. So she is also on like E entertainment. She does a lot with, um, so she's like, you see this, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's deep in it. So she released a statement. She goes, I do not stand with Chris. Oh, wow. Like, so for your girlfriend, to right. say something like I don't agree with Chris and what happened and I want to let you know like I you know I stand against racism and I don't so, I mean it was it was a it's powerful so I'm sure that she was like you messed up majorly yeah again I don't know if he can quite recover I don't even know if his apology is good enough I mean I you know I'm not yeah. I'm not black I'm 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 we're two white girls right so that's you know they have to take yeah. the pulse of that community I don't know and if that's, that's good enough I mean he asked several times in the interview, like, um, I don't know, is this wrong? And like, you had Rachel Lindsay, who is a black woman. Like, she is the only person in this interview who can speak to whether this is right or wrong. And you didn't even let her say anything about it. Like, no, she said yes. And he goes, well, but like, is it? Yeah, but right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you didn't even listen. Like, she's right there. And, and then one time he was like, what are your take on? Like, you know, what's your take on this? Like, as a black woman... Rachel, what do you think? Not not one time. Like not you, one you time. are a host of a show. Like your job is to ask people fucking questions, right? Like I know this is your interview, but didn't you want to know? No, you didn't because you no. didn't even ask. When she says yes, it's wrong. He <laughs> says, but is it <laughs> right? <laughs> like well, I don't know. Being that he was, he failed to see that her narrative was different. Only his was true. Right. And um. I, that that was it was just a whole yeah. lot so now what i mean honestly if you're rachel k yeah you had a shit storm oh and i she did put out a, a, yes, a good okay. statement i i her apology because she did that she pr did, department worked hard on that it did it really did i mean she hit all the touch points but i will say again from a white woman's lens it sounded like wow okay it sounds like she's you know sorry and remorseful for yeah. what she said I don't know as a black woman or as a black man, like, do they, you know, would they have the same opinion? Is it too little too late? Now, I think Rachel took Lindsay's, eight weeks, took eight, it weeks. Took eight weeks, which I think that was Rachel Lindsay's point. She's like, why did it take you eight weeks to be sorry? Like, why did it take you eight weeks? Why did it take you eight weeks? Well, yeah. And one thing that Rachel d did say that I appreciate, she goes, I don't. I'm not supposed to tell you when you're supposed to say you're sorry. Exactly. I, yes. I can't tell you when to say you're sorry. That's a great point. But I can, I also, when it takes you this long, I, you know, I it's I do have the right to question it. Right. And I'm like that. That's valid. That's, I feel like those yeah. are two valid points. I if you do and um, we're gonna get into the, their podcast in a minute. But her co-host Van said, you know, when you request an apology, the apology ceases to exist. Exactly. So. I agree with that. But again, you know, you had everyone calling for this, like, girl, like everything's flooding, flooding the stream. Your family is speaking out for you. Yeah. You should have said something. You, 
I know you're 24, 25 and it's scary and you're talking about race and I know that's, that's going to be tricky and you might mess it up, right. but it's, it's better to denounce it yeah, and say like, man, oh, I see that or something or mm-hmm. I'm learning. I don't know, like something, yeah. right? Because and, now, and, and <laughs> in all honesty, like have these conversations and, and like it, if you're able to see like, wow, that is really racist. I didn't see it like that, but now I see it. You know what? My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look at that. What, whatever it took for you to get to that point. Okay. Acknowledge it. And I think that's what, when, when people are like, oh, this woke culture, it's just taking accountability. It's acknowledging like, you know what? That is fucked up. I'm sorry. That is fucked up. And if you were never told that that was racist or offensive to anybody, now you know. But when we always say, when you know better, you do better. But when you know better and you choose not to, it makes you you an asshole. But wouldn't you rather operate on on the side of like caution a little bit? Like, oh my gosh, I would... I would rather treat somebody with that much compassion or saying like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that offended you or, oh, I didn't think about it like that or, wow, oh, I, I see your point or just come at it through a, someone else's point of view. It's like how Van said it in that podcast, like you, it's not left or right. It's like smart or dumb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like how would you, okay, how would you approach a family member take the race out of it. Say like they were, you were having a problem. Wouldn't you want to be compassionate? Like that's how you would run your household. That's how you would run your relationships. That's, that's all people are asking for. Like, can right. you just see it? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not asking for much, honestly. No, it's just acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> just acknowledge. Um, so closing this up. Yeah. Um, I do think we need to send our listeners to Rachel's podcast. Oh yeah. It's a great, what, great what is the listen. name of her podcast? Um, oh God, I did know yesterday because I listened to it. Um, yeah, you sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." I, really um, liked it. I, I have listened to three more le- episodes after this, so I definitely mm-hmm. it's her and her co-host Van are great. Van, he's hysterical. So, um, Higher Learning is Higher the name Learning. of okay. her podcast. This is the non ABC affiliated one. Is this the one with Van? This is the one with Van okay. Lathan. He is. I uh, I guess he used to work for TMZ. It, um, he had a couple. I think he yeah. he says in there that he worked for a couple of different um news outlets. So they touch, okay, so they go deep into everything. They have mm-hmm. a two-part. So this is after the interview, the okay. initial, before Chris Harrison stepped down, and then they have an episode that they touch on after he Chris down. Harrison okay. steps down. And then the one they released today, which I definitely recommend. Ooh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, they talk about also like uh, a little bit more race talk and about addressing racism and um how the white ally movement is kind of slowed and how we can just start, you know, getting a little bit more momentum. And so they, they tackle some big topics on the show and I, I just highly recommend it. It's a really good listen. That's awesome. Yeah. I really Um, like it. Well, just two quick books and then we'll move on to our next topic here. Um, If you haven't read the book, white fragility, I highly, highly, highly recommend. I read it this summer and within like the first three paragraphs, I was like, holy fucking shit. Oh, all right. Okay. Here we go. Um, it's great. It's a great read. It will punch you in the gut several times, but it's a necessity. Um, it will take you, uh, make you look really hard in the mirror and be like, wow, this is a very whitewashed culture that we've grown up in. And 
there's a lot of things that it's like the great unlearn from Rachel Cargill. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, it's a, it's a must. Um, and then how to be an anti-racist. That's oh, one yeah. that I'm, I'm reading now and it's, it's fantastic. And I'm like, it just, if you don't know where to start these two books, great place. Um, great, and great place. I think that also Rachel gives a lot of book recs. Yes, she on, does on her on, podcast. On her podcast. So mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. I know that they've had a flood of new listeners, so uh, they're really aware and they're they're bringing yeah. they're bringing together some some light and some yes. some info, dropping info. some knowledge. Yes. Bomb. Do you know what I've been loving lately? Tell me. I love walking into my closet knowing that I have just the right colors that are perfect for me. How that happened, Shannon? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brittany. It's because I had a consultation with House of Color Louisville, and it was the best experience, hands down, that I've ever had when it comes to fashion. House of Color Louisville teaches you how to put your best face forward. Megan has a great saying, I'm not here to teach you how to dress like me. I'm here to teach you how to dress like you. And during the color analysis process, you will see yourself in the most fine colors on you. Look healthy and vibrant when you know you lo- your wow colors. You will leave knowing what looks best on you and which colors are not doing you any favors. Clean out your closet with confidence with tips on how to implement these colors in your wardrobe moving forward. Exactly. Our style analysis takes into account your body architecture and personality to help you find your easiest, most flattering, and most authentic wardrobe ever. Learn how to shop in a sustainable way and avoid that fast fashion. That's important. Stay a part of the House of Color community for shopping tips, closet cleanouts, and more after your analysis to make it easy to maintain your new habits. For more information and to see our before and after pictures, follow out House of Color Louisville, that's color with a U, on Instagram. And drop them a message that we, the CZL chicks, sent you their way. See you there. Okay, so speaking of too little too late, because we talked about this in uh, with this apology, someone else's apology that for me, <laughs> it's too little too late, is the apology that Justin Timberlake issued last week in regards to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. Do you want to read any of it? If you haven't checked it out, I guess we could it, read a little bit. Yeah. Of it. Do you have it pulled up? I can. Okay. Um, um, on the notes app. <laughs> yes, because what's very I important. His, I guess to it's remember, on brand. It for is him. <laughs> um, because if you remember a couple years ago, maybe 2017, 2018, he was caught in New Orleans filming a movie and canoodling a little too closely with a co-star, and the the sparks of infidelity and having you know an affair in his marriage arose, and he issued an apology um, that he tweeted out and put on his Instagram, but it was clearly written on his notes app. In his phone. And then that that's how he sent it off into the internet. Into the ether. Into the ether. Um, and then fast forward 2021, um, he issues an apology. And this coming on the heels of the Framing Britney Spears uh, documentary that we talked about on our last social catch-up. And it mm-hmm. did, that just didn't paint Justin in a very positive light. Now, did it paint the truth? The truth is as we know it in the public eye because he's mm-hmm. never said anything else about it. So in our opinion, or at least I'll, I'll speak for myself, I don't know but if you feel the same way, but I feel like it is the truth. I feel like what I we mean, saw because you, you, you haven't tried to write this wrong or correct this ship or whatever that saying is, you ain't done none of it. So what are we supposed to think? You, you came across a real big fat dick, dude. Like, <laughs> well, we did touch on that last week or the last social catch up. And I think that it's just really hard not to see how he just threw her to the wolves. Yes. You know, 
there has to be a little bit to say like uh, this locker room talk not okay not okay when it's broadcast and she's the biggest pop star in the world right and you set her career on fire and you knew it right then you manipulate her mm-hmm. into this music video which i want you to touch on that the yeah. info behind that but you you left her out right um not only did you leave her out like you doused her career in kerosene and yes. then you lit the match and then you kind of made her fucking fan the flame like right. <laughs> in my opinion i'm like and you know and th- I'm, he's not 100 percent at fault like there is other the media was yes. huge the, the tabloids huge. um our social construct i mean i there's a lot of things like yeah and there's a lot of things that the are better system now. was built for him to succeed and that the system is is fucked up too so i'm not i'm not saying that this is he's he is with a lot of fault with a lot of other people who enabled and allowed him to get away with this behavior from the director of that video, from the content creator of that video, for the people who shot that damn video. All of them, in my opinion, are just as guilty Mm -hmm. as he is. You took a scorned woman, a broken relationship, and you just ran with it in it, we call this Britney appropriation. Like you benefited <laughs> from her demise and that is not okay. He really did. He did. And and he benefited from Janet Jackson's fall too. Yes. So I want to read a little bit of this. This is from Justin Timberlake on his notes app. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. That's the reason you respond. I'm deeply sorry for the times in my life where actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of term or did not speak up for the what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others, and I benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care and respect both of these women, and I know that I failed. Um so let's let's pause there. Yeah, let's pause. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing. That yeah. you guys can go and read yeah. the rest of it. Um, now, I, I'm not Britney Spears. I'm not Janet Jackson. So I, I don't know if this what he's saying privately to them. I have no idea. Right? Maybe he did say something. Maybe he has not said anything. I don't know. I know that Britney Spears since then has come out and said that she has no ill will and does not hold any grudges against Justin. And you know that's since since this release, or since the release of the um, documentary. Now, but I'm not them. So is this good enough? I just have a hard time (laughs) believing that (laughs) if I were them, that I'm like, dude, like, number one, one, Britney's in a different state. What would have happened if you just would have stuck up for a couple times? I mean, I don't, you know, it might have changed the trajectory. And then we want to touch on Janet because... That was the immediate downfall of Janet Jackson. I mean, that that's heartbreaking because she was around a long time before Justin mm-hmm. came onto the scene. And I remember watching that and I remember being so like unclear on why so many people were mad at her for a wardrobe malfunction and yet... It was always like, can you believe the nipple gate? Can you believe this happened? Could you, and like every, the attention was always on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she didn't pull it off. Like she didn't pull off her own clothing. Like she didn't cause a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Whether he did or not. But like, I mean, he was the one who like physically without his hand there, her boob would have been stayed covered. Yeah. Right? I mean, the like, facts are there were two people on that stage. Yes. There were two boobs, four hands. <laughs> And like, 
and why I don't understand that. And maybe it was a part of the performance. I don't really. I really. We we don't know. We, we will, don't know. We will, who, I mean, but who cares? I really yeah, don't. It's, I, it's and, been a long time. Uh, but it it comes off. It's bad for at the time. I don't really care. Like it's a nipple. Like we all have them. Like I don't. Right, I really I don't, don't understand it. Like what's the big deal? But at the time, sure. It was. It blew fuck up. Right. But what I didn't understand <laughs> is that. Yeah, he she was the only one that failed. And if you guys look at her career, it took a downward spiral and yeah. never recovered. Right. And, and she's maybe always it was been the a, media. you know, like a, a really fragile flower to begin with. Like but this, her career was fucking huge. Like go right. back and watch some of these videos, guys. If Pleasure Principle. Oh, I God, took a, yeah. I, over the last week I've really like mm-hmm. just dove in deep to all Janet Jackson videos. I was like, yeah. let's revisit some she's of these. Fucking man. Amazing. I yeah. mean, groundbreaking in her time one of my top five artists of all time oh my god love her i mean yeah. the the videos i mean her videography it, it's there, there is no other out there yeah i mean I, I do believe like she set the standard like yes very very high um but oh my god like if that video alone i watched it like five how many times, times did you try to oh my god i'm still obsessed it's still a great fucking video so i mean i love that they they hold true that is dang. I mean, uh, oh, remember that one that she was in the desert and like they had the dancers that were on that big half moon and they were like balancing. Oh, it, oh uh, my gosh. Everywhere. Um, no, that's not what it's called. No. What's it called? Anytime. Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting oh, Britney Spears and Janet Jackson yo. videos. Confu- like, um, it's on the Janet um, album with with one hand over her boob. Uh, or no, two hands over her boob. Yeah. I know, I know what you you're talking about. about. Oh God, I love that one. It's so good. Um, I digress. Sorry. Back to Justin. With but, this, um, we talked about before like do we give him the grace to have an apology? I I don't, again, I don't love a cancel culture. I don't either. I do think that there is a learning and a teaching moment that can come out of all situations. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think all people are able to learn from them? I believe it's a choice. I believe you choose to learn. I believe you choose to look the other way. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. I believe this is too little too late for me. Um, I'm not, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. You, this happened 20 years ago and you're coming out 20 years later with your apology because it's now affecting you. Yeah. You are now seeing your actions come to life full circle for you. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I am appreciative of his apology. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> like it's not yeah, for I mean, me. Yeah, it's you not know what I mean? Like it's not up to me whether I, I believe him or not. I just feel like it is. Well, it's up to you if you want to listen to his music, it, right? Which, or watch yeah, his and movies. That was, that's that was my next point. I'm like, but where I do have the the ability is that I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Thank you for thank you. Next, in my opinion, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. I don't want to watch it. I know you have a new one coming out. Not interested. I right. was before this. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, but here where I stand with this too is like I knew what happened 20 years ago. I still chose to support him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm now and in the we place. All did. Yeah, but I, like I now know that that not it was wrong like it was wrong to keep supporting that and con- continue to, to perpetuate that type of behavior and allowing that to still unfold and you know continue to go forward I don't want to do that anymore right. like I, I feel like now I feel like I'm like right. you know that doesn't sit well anymore that hits different for me for whatever reason it just does and I'm like I don't want to listen to your music anymore I don't want to watch your shows sorry branch <laughs> oh sorry trolls but i can't always agree not to watch the trolls i can't be like <laughs> hold on luna <laughs> but you know it, it, yeah it's a conversation for a later date you know i don't know where i've stand with it yet i i think there's more mm-hmm. gonna come out and i that's what i'm waiting for i'm not i'm not a fan yeah at all and honestly i mean 
I'm just, who's in your corner, man? Who's not pulling you aside? And that's where I get like, no one's saying to you. And not, it doesn't have to be, it's not up to those people to have to, to awaken you. But right. also like, you have no one saying like, hey, yeah, hey, this is not good. Or have you seen, even through the Free Britney movement, because this is also not new. Right. I'm like, man, you see her, her go down, man. Right. And you knew what, oh, and I do want to say like, I listened to um, a interview with him after the Super Bowl. It was like a year after mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. talks about um, like how it went down and how he should have stood up and how he should have showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I invite, uh, I hope, I think if I can you find, find it. it link I will it. Yeah, link it. But the biggest takeaway from this is that he does say, I know I could have done better, but then relates it to, but you know, there's bigger things going on out there. We still haven't found the weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> and I'm like, you're saying you not standing up to ja- with Janet Jackson and saying like, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a, a stake in this is the same as us not finding the weapons of mass. He basically was saying there's bigger fish to fry out there. Right. But honestly, when you're ruining a megastar's career. That's and, a huge And you're deflection. perpetuating this. Yeah, right. that, that, I mean, what a dick. Bye. <laughs> that was like in 2004 or five that interview came out. I'm like, okay. Was that that long ago? Uh-huh. No, not 2004 or five. Cause that, no. Okay. Well, it was a couple years. It was like, like one to two years after the Super Bowl. Okay. Cause so I'm I like, think he, was that 2003 was, though? No, he was still dating Britney Spears in 2003. Oh, maybe well, 2013, was, maybe 2014, no, but it wasn't. Mm-mm. I don't remember. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have to look at that. But I messed yeah. up those dates. That's but okay. came up. But a long time ago. Right. <laughs> long enough ago that he was like, oops, but right. not oops. Not oops. Yeah, like oops, but nah. nah. Which leads me mm-hmm. into a question I asked on the interwebs yesterday uh, oh. or the other day. On okay. purpose. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to see what our Zen friends thought. And I wanted to point this out just to okay. pose a question. I'm not saying that I have a hierarchy of thought or I'm sure that, you know, that I'm right here because I want to pose a question. So we know that we're, we're deep into the Southern charm drama. We've Ooh, talked about yes. it a lot, especially mm-hmm. on our IGTV. Now, Madison posted a picture of her in a Budweiser shirt, mm-hmm. kind of half up. She showed a lot of under boob. Bottom boob, if you will. Bottom boob, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but... And so it's her Mm -hmm. and she's promoting Budweiser, I guess. I don't know. It didn't say ad on it. It is. It is an ad. Yeah. Because they posted it. Oh, they did. Okay, great. Um, So what were your takes? Okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm like, go girl, go. Because your 15 minutes of fame is going to be up in about 12 more minutes. So I say ride this wave (laughs) (laughs) as long as you can. Just do it. Do you. That was my thought. I'm like, She's thirsty I, as all get up, but she got that beer to keep, you know, keep it cool. Like, <laughs> right. Go for right. it. I don't have a problem with it. I never had a problem with it. Either. Her is a, pr- I didn't love how she treated people on the show or by people. I didn't love how she treated Danny. I didn't love how she treated Austin. I understand that emotionally manipulative people will do that. And I understand that I'm not excusing that behavior by any means. I think it's a dick move on both ends. Um, yeah. I think that. You know, I don't, again, her personally, I don't know her personally. I just know what she portrays on a TV show, on well, a reality TV show. They use what you gave them. They, that they do. So That they do. That's just always my thing. Like, yeah, they can, 
I mean, I know you, sometimes you get a bad at it. Yeah. I get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a bad. I, at we it. always say like, if you if you if you don't want to be a dick, then don't be a dick on TV. Like that's you yeah. Know, they they aren't going to create this narrative out of nowhere. Like they are going to use the material that you give them. One hundred percent agree with that. Um, I mean, but I don't have a problem with her being like, no, I'm going to ride this Budweiser wave. All the way to the bank. Right. And got one problem with that. <laughs> I I supported it. I think it's your body. Yeah. You you do it. And I think that you think okay. no, I like to normalize that kind of I mean like if that if that's what that person wants so to do with their body, that's completely. Was okay the question with me. asking the picture or the like the concept? Like the picture. The, the ad? Okay. I said okay. what I just posed the questions like, what do you guys think about this? Okay, do you but, love but, it or you're, hate it? but your intention <clears throat> behind it was the picture, not the actual like she's posing for an ad. Or no, no, no. My it was like, how do we feel okay. about? It's like, looks like Madison's making power moves. What do you, how, what do you guys think about this? Okay. And I said, yes, girl, go, girl, go, or mm-hmm. too thirsty. And I think it was like ninety something percent of you guys said too thirsty. Which I'm just pointing out that you know, whether you like her or hate it, you know, she, that is her body. And if we are going to grow, I think that we have to point out that if. It's, it's if it's her sexual body, is her sexual being, is her yeah. sexuality like that's her right to put it out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that if we're gonna break down these walls, but with the free Britney movement, that's one wall. Like, yeah, I don't. I think she's kind of a garbage human. Right now. I don't love her. Yeah, maybe I'll change. Maybe she'll come out and do something amazing. <clears throat> but I don't love the way she manipulated people. Yeah, I'm big on that, and we should all be big on that. We should not do emotional right um, stuff like that. But yeah, I just. Oh, we're good. Um, no, but we have a meeting at 12. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is running over. Oh, yeah. That's okay. No, it's been a good episode. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to say like we, yeah. you know, we got to take our emotional feelings out of how we feel about somebody because, you know, post up what you want to post. Wait, you wait, have, wait, wait, wait. No, no, right. no, 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 Sorry. You can't take your emotional feelings out of how you feel oh, I mean, about like, somebody. Like, I mean, that's, okay. okay. <laughs> that's true. You're like, wait. That's that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but should we, should we shame somebody for showing underboob or should we just click unfollow? What do you think? Unfollow. Like if, if you have a problem with it and it's not your thing, you don't have your choices to not see it. Yeah. Unfollow. Yeah. Okay. Just wonder. Yeah. No, I, I don't have it. Listen, I don't care what you do with your body. Go celebrate it all you want. Whatever makes you happy. Go do whatever it. Float, whatever tickles your pickle, boo. I do <laughs> think she is going to have 12 minutes left of fame. Mm-hmm. Like I she- think this last little, this bad edit. Yeah. I don't know. Although, you know, it's interesting. It got real quiet on the A-Rod front, didn't it? I wonder if that NDA was like, Crickets. girl, did you not read a fine print? I don't know. Or was it JLo being like, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> it got, I mean, real crickets. It got quiet real quick. Crickets. Real quick. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. But two more mentions. Okay. Let's do the, the mm-hmm. two mentions and then we got to get off here. Yeah. Um, congrats to Meghan Markle. Yes. And Prince Harry. Yeah. Twin Prince Harry. But you know. He had a big I, part I'm, in that too. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of <laughs> Meghan Markle. That's like Talk about power moves. I know. Right. She's I, like, fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> and it was something like she released, they released the pregnancy announcement like the same day as Diana's yeah. announcement for Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wish like, I'm like 37 that. years, I think was the difference. <sighs> That's cool. That? I love that. That's a, that's I a love her. Pop. I think she's fantastic. Me too. Yeah. And then um, the rebirth of Love Story from Taylor Swift. Congrats oh, on that. Have you listened to that? Um, about 1,200 times. It's I just want to see those downloads just keep going up. I do too. I do too. And she's remaking the entire Fearless. Um, oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, TikTok? What happened? Um, the, uh, she's going to be remaking the entire Fearless album, which 
I love for her too. But that that remake of Love Story just it hits different, and I love it. And like the first time I heard it, I legit had tears. I was so emotional just because I know what that means for her, right. and like you getting to take that power back is like a the biggest fuck you you can give to the people that took it from her. And I'm like, yes. And also pave the way for other girls. Absolutely. Like, don't make these mistakes. Right. And look how you can learn from them. Yep. So you can take it back. You can take your power back, but don't do what I did. Yeah. Because I have to fight for it. And yeah. Well, I'll, I'll don't make ways. this fight in vain. Right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Big T-Swift fan. Always have been. Because, mm-hmm. man, she just does it. She does. Releases two albums in the queue. I mean. I'm like. Ready and I. Here I come. <laughs> that girl. Do, talk about power moves. Right. She's like, hold on. And I'm she salty. had a documentary. And she had that document, which I recommend. With that cat in a backpack. <laughs> that shit was funny. I loved it. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> like so good. I know. I um, love how like she's like, and she calls out a lot of things. She it's does. Great. I loved it. It was I great. Too. All right. Well, we love you. Thank you, Zen friends. For don't, don't forget to follow us, rate us, yeah, all the, all the things, all the things. And we'll see you next week for another special ketchup. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us. 